Hi, this is David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network. We hope you are staying safe, sound, and sane as this year continues to drag on, and we do all that we have to do to get through this pandemic. Well, how about this? If you want to be on a Zoom call that isn't dreadfully boring, please join us for Zoomapalooza, an interactive adventure of fun, games, comedy, and who knows what else. Tickets are absolutely free, or hire us for your next office or corporate event. Just visit pod617.com slash Zoom. That's pod617.com slash Zoom. Now enjoy the following production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave, as announcer guy just pointed out. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review if you are so inclined, and we hope your pandemic's going well, because it's still going boy. And one of the things that's come up a lot is the topic of divorce. And I talked to a fair share of divorce lawyers and mediators and other kind of helpers on this show. We got a great one here for you today to talk about that subject and her book. Sandra, tell me what the name of the book is. You're getting divorced. Now what? You're getting divorced. Now what? So, and a lot of you out there might be asking yourself that question. I hope you're not, but you may be. And thus, the person here to help is New York lawyer Sandra Radna. She's here in the virtual studio. And thank God I have a good guest because it's early this morning and apparently I'm still a little tongue-tied, which is not an affliction that befits a podcaster. How are you, uh, Sandra? And tell me just how your pandemic has been going. I am fine, thank you. The pandemic has been going okay. Lots of silver linings, even though it's difficult. We're learning a new way to live, but really a lot more time with family. And it's in a way, it's been really nice. That's good. Are you quarantined with uh, a big group or a small group, the fam? Just, my family is just my husband and my two college-age sons. But because of the pandemic, they've been home from college mm. and they've been doing things online. So they've been going back to school. Now they're home again. So it's just really nice to have them here. Yeah, that is nice. I'm able to spend more time with my son. He's 18 and he did the first semester of his freshman year of UMass Honors College online. And it's not what he signed up for, but he's going to gonna go to campus in February, which is nice, I guess. And yeah, it's just the weirdest year, isn't it? Are you looking forward to 2021? I think we all are. We're just looking forward to things getting back to normal. Yeah. Whatever the new normal is going to be, but definitely not having to be restricted like this, just going out and not having to worry so much about getting sick. Right. By the way, uh, if you want to get in touch with Sandra, the website is Radnotlaw. Is am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Close. Yeah. Okay. Radnot. Radnot. Okay. Radnotlaw.com. R A D N A L A W. Dot com. So what has your business been like? I, I take it you had to switch to counseling clients virtually. Is and Well, it's, it's been a mix yeah. because in the beginning, in March, like everybody else, 
everything shut down. So it was the courts getting acclimated to a new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. So everything stopped, but the courts, it was very impressive. They were able to pivot to virtual. So we have court appearances virtually. We meet with clients depending on their comfort level, either by Zoom or in the office, of course, using all the CDC precautions. But mm-hmm. it's kind of right now, it's business as usual. And I've seen reports going both ways. Some saying that more people are getting divorced because they, they're spending a lot more time. If there was a glimmer, or that's the wrong word, a hint of strife in a marriage, it might have been amplified spending all this time together. Also, I made the observation pretty early on that this is not a good time for people who are infidels. In other words, if you had a relationship on the side with someone, you can't tell the missus or the mister that you're going out to the gym or you're going out for a few drinks or you're going to a Yankee game. You just, you can't do that anymore because they don't exist. But tell me, has your business picked up? I take it. Um, a lot of the conversations you have maybe were precipitated by the pandemic quarantine, but you tell me. Well, definitely if there was already problems in the marriage, being together and not being able to leave for work or be doing your own separate lives, type of things. Mm-hmm. So that makes it more amplified and brings those issues that were maybe able to be put to the side for a while to the forefront. So for those people, as long as they're employed, they will probably look to get divorced. What happened with us was in the beginning when everybody was kind of on lockdown or pseudo lockdown, whatever it was, at least here in New York, mm-hmm. nothing was happening. And then once everything opened up, we got a lot of phone calls of people who were just ready because of what was going on. They had been thinking about it for years and now they knew they wanted to move forward. And now it's kind of just the way it used to be because it's been, it's everything's kind of evened out. Here in New York, things were kind of back to normal, although we were going out with masks, but people, a lot of people were back to work and people were this living holiday. their normal lives with mm-hmm. restrictions, of course. But I don't know if that'll change again as the numbers are going up. But that's how it's been in my practice. So when you, when you first sit down with someone, if they come to you and say, my divorce is in trouble, it's, what are some of the misconceptions people have about divorce that you end up setting them straight upon? I think the biggest misconception is they're right and their spouse <laughs> is wrong yeah. and the judge is going to listen to them and see that they're absolutely right and their spouse is absolutely wrong and that's not how it is at all. Mm. The way it is that marriage is a contract, the court has everybody start out on a uh, even playing field. So it's just, it's going to be what the facts are without the emotion that they're, that they're feeling and what the facts are on the other side. And the judge is going to make a decision. And if there's children involved, it's only going to be in what's in the best interest of the children, not what's in the best interest of the parents. So yeah. I think that the biggest misconception is that the court's going to, it's a slam dunk. The courts are going to absolutely see it my way. Mm. And there's no other side. They're never going to believe my spouse because they have no credibility. And that's not how it is at all. I have a friend in Massachusetts who's a divorce lawyer. And he tells me that if I'm going to send him referrals, only send him referrals if the person's really headed for a battle. In other words, it, that's why people hire him. If it's gonna, if everyone's playing nice and it looks like it's going to be uncontested, he says, but you're just better off sending it to somebody else. Do you have a strategy that is one way or the other, either kind of 
the negative word, I guess, is pit bull litigator. But to be to be tough, are you more on the tough or on the compassionate side or a little of both or what? Well, I've had a, more than one client call me a pit bull with a skirt. <laughs> I do handle... And those are those. If you ever see an actual pit bull with a skirt, there's nothing more delightful (laughs) than that. That, That's a good image. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I do handle the contested divorces very similar to your friends. Yep. If I um, have something that the people are going to work it out, I I usually refer that out to somebody like a mediator or maybe someone who does collaborative divorce. My cases are the very contested ones that where they can't agree to anything, and that's what this book is about: is addressing those issues when people cannot agree to anything and they're definitely going to court because they can't decide it among themselves. And So yeah, let's well. talk about the book. What was your inspiration for putting pen to paper? You've been, you've now you've been a divorce lawyer for many years. Now, mind you, Sandra still looks like she's, she's just got out of college. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea, <laughs> but is it experiences? Is it stories? Is it flat out just advice, a guide? Tell us, tell us about it. Well, it's kind of all of the above. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I would go to court with my clients and they would say to me, this information you're giving, you should put it all in a book. People need to know this. And I had about four or five clients that consistently said it to me. And I finally decided to put it all in a book. Mm-hmm. So what the book is about is I use client stories, my clients with their permission, of course, and their names are changed and their identities are protected but I call them in the book, your fellow divorce warriors or FDWs. (laughs) And they tell their stories about different situations, everything from how they felt when they first realized they were actually getting a divorce, which is where the book starts to choosing a lawyer to how much does it cost to get divorced? to What happens if my spouse has mental illness or abuses substances? What if there's domestic violence? What if I have a special needs child? And these are all things that are litigated in court, but I also tell them what to expect in court. So what's your first court appearance like? How do you prepare for that? What do you, what information do you give to your attorney so that they can be prepared for court? And it's written not specific to any state. It's written for all 50 states. It's written just to prepare the person to be ready and have the best outcome with an attorney. So it's not a how-to book of how to do this by yourself. It's how to give your attorney the information they need so they could be your strongest advocate. Mm. And and that's really the best way to do it. I even talk about things like how to tell your children that you're getting divorced and alienation of the children. So there's a lot of issues to, to talk about what types of things should be in your divorce agreement. So, uh, The reason that I did it is because I feel that people got bits and pieces from all different places. When I did research, there was a lot of books about the emotional side of divorce. And there were some self-published books by attorneys on their websites about that specific jurisdiction or that specific court system or what would happen there. But there wasn't really anything that I found on the marketplace about advice for the court system. And I feel that People would just ask their friends who went through a divorce or they might Google it and everybody's situation is specific. It's not a cookie cutter. So I give resources and it is meant to be a guide. So that was one of your questions. It's meant to be a resource and it's meant to give you information that you can use throughout your divorce journey. Yeah, the book is called You're Getting Divorced, Now What? And you can find that on Amazon or I take it we could probably find it on your website as well. Is that right, Sandra? 
You can find it. I have a website for the book called You're Getting Divorced Now what dot com. And that's oh. where you get the book. Yes. Easy to remember. Now I know during divorces when things go south, people can sometimes get a little crazy and start fighting over things that maybe they shouldn't. And it reminds me of a scene in the uh, film When Harry Met Sally, which I'm going to play now because it's my show and I love this movie. And Sandra, you can take a look and the rest of our listeners can listen at home. See if this sounds familiar. We all have good taste. Yeah, it's funny. We started out like this, Helen and I. We had blank walls, we hung things, we picked out tiles together. Then you know what happens? Six years later, you find yourself singing Surrey with a fringe on top in front of Ira! <laughs> Do we have to talk about this right now? Yes, I think that right now actually is the perfect time to talk about this because I want our friends to benefit from the wisdom of my experience. Right now, everything is great. Everyone is happy. Everyone is in love. And that's wonderful. But you got to know that sooner or later, you're going to be screaming at each other about who's going to get this dish. This $8 dish will cost you $1,000 in phone calls to the legal firm of That's Mine, This Is Yours. Hair. Jess, Marie, do me a favor for your own good. Put your name in your books right now before they get mixed up and you don't know whose is whose. Because someday, believe it or not, you'll go 15 rounds over who's going to get this coffee table. This stupid wagon wheel Roy Rogers garage sale coffee table. I thought you liked it. I was being nice! <laughs> it's just great. I take it you're familiar with that film, Sandra. I love that film. Yeah. yeah. I just realized in watching that, so that's, of course, the voice of Billy Crystal talking to his friend at the time, Meg, the character played by Meg Ryan, Sally. But the couple that's the about to get married is played by Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby, both of whom are no longer with us. That kind of makes me sad. So is does that sort of thing come up? Like people lose their head like the, the, the Harry character did just there? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the chapters in my book. It's called Dollars and Cents, spelled S-E-N-S-E. One of the stories I tell in my book is about some my client who was fighting over a ladder, an extension ladder that his <sighs> wife wanted. She didn't need it. He needed it for work. And the judge was like, how much does this ladder cost? The ladder cost $300. Mm. They spent thousands of dollars in attorney's fees fighting about the ladder. And that's what happens. It's not about the latter. It's about everything else that happened during the marriage that they're angry about. But sometimes you have to do a cost benefit yeah. analysis. Say, does it make sense to fight over this thing just because you want to prove a point? And that's what happens, unfortunately, in contested divorces. Yeah. You'll go 10 rounds over this $300 garage sale ladder. Come <laughs> on, right? So we, we're going to play a game of good stuff coming up. In, in just a moment, where both Sandra and I will recommend something good for you listeners to check out. Before we get there, let me ask you one more thing, Sandra, and that is that what do you say to the person who is maybe wants to get divorced but is not sure and just has no clue? In other words, is there a right time to give you a call? Is there a right time to go look you up and start to ask you for advice? I would say the right time to contact an attorney is when you're absolutely sure this is what you want to do. And one of the things that I have in my book, I have 12 copyrighted forms. And one of the forms is called the My Reasons form. Mm -hmm. And it lists all the reasons why you should stay together and all the reasons why you should stay divorced. And you write that list. It's something that you make yourself. If the reasons for you to get divorced outweigh the reasons that you want to stay together, then that's your answer. But you have to be absolutely sure and emotionally ready because if you do it too soon, 
once you serve those papers, there's really no going back. Mm. Usually. I have had some couples that got back together after a contested divorce or in the middle of a contested divorce that you never would have thought they were going to get together. So it does happen. But usually, once you serve those papers, there's no going back. So you have to be really sure. So the time to contact an attorney is after you're absolutely sure that this is what you want to do. Well, good on you. I think that really speaks to your integrity that you're willing to even entertain the idea that maybe you shouldn't get divorced, but after all, it's your duty to do what's best for the client. Have you had clients who have come back to you for second or multiple divorces? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> who's, who's got the record? Anybody more than two? No, I've only had two. Okay. okay. I've had people, I represented them for the divorce. I suggested that they got a pre, get a prenup before the second marriage. They said, no, this is it. And then they've broken up and had another divorce, so. Well, le- well, Larry King, if you're listening, I know you you spend time in New York. I think Sandra would be an excellent choice. And I know for a fact he's not your client because he's been divorced like six times. And he's probably got a couple more left in him. I kid, Larry. We wish you the best. Anyway, so, so before we get to an edition of the segment known as Good Stuff, let me take just one minute to tell you what we do here at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Would you like your own podcast, kids? Because you could be the next big podcast star we do everything for you we'll send you out a usb mic so you can do the show remotely if you'd like to patch in your guests via zoom and other means that make your show sound fantastic we'll do the intro music outro music everything in between we'll post your podcast we'll host your podcast we'll make sure it's available on apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast anywhere you find it go to pod 617 to uh, get started, a podcast is a great way to connect with your audience. If you're a professional and you want to get in touch with your clients and stay top of mind with your entire network, you invite them to be guests on your show, and they'll be dazzled when they're featured on this excellent product. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network, in pod we trust. All right, let's play good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. B-52 always wakes me up early in the morning, so that's good. So, Sandra, good stuff, something good to recommend to our listeners, maybe something that's kept you going during the pandemic. We were talking briefly before we started, and I suspect you've got a good one. So what do you have to share with us? Well, there's more Americans suffering from food insecurity than ever before because of the pandemic. And I think we've all seen it on the news of the long lines at food banks and food banks that usually served hundreds of people and now serving thousands of people. So I would say something good to do, which makes you feel amazing, is to donate to your local food bank. On Long Island, we have one called Long Island Cares. And my husband and I brought a bag of groceries down there and we saw the lines and then we said, let's do something more. So we got everybody at my office to chip in and we chipped in you know, a little bit each. Then we made a donation and we've been telling friends and more and more people have been doing it because it takes so little for us to donate a small amount with other people maybe or a bag of groceries and it feels so good to know that you're helping a family that this wasn't their world this wasn't their lane they weren't expecting to do their food shopping at a food bank and they've been put in this situation so i just think kindness rocks and you feel great when you do something good for others and helping to feed your fellow americans is amazing so you've volunteered both time and money to long island cares or no, actually just not time. Well, that, I'm, 
busy with work, but if you could do that too, that's amazing also. Yeah, the only, re um, the only reason I ask is because that, and by the way, the organization Sandra mentioned can be found at licares.org, licares.org, Long Island Cares. There's a great facility called the Greater Boston Food Bank in Boston, which sounds like uh, something similar to what you have there on Long Island. And more than once I've gone there with a group and volunteered like a day or a half day. And you should check that out, people, because it's actually, believe it or not, it's actually fun. It's They're very organized there and they put you to work and you really feel like you're making a difference. And it's usually things like sorting foods and other things and putting together like care packages that are going to go out to shelters or whoever needs the, the, the goods. So excellent suggestion, Sandra. And you know what? I, th I think the pandemic, one of the silver linings is that a lot of people are thinking about the charities that maybe they've fallen out of the habit because it's easy. We get busy. We fall out of the habit of contributing, considering, supporting, etc. So good on you there. Good on you there. Your, yours, yours is going to be much better than mine. So, <clears throat> and much more sort of highbrow and noble because I'm going to recommend the TV show. But since I'm on with a, a proud New Yorker, I figured I'd recommend a TV show, which I've just kind of fallen back into the habit of watching. It's called Broad City. Have you ever heard of this? No, that no? one I don't know. Okay. So... I'm going to play the trailer for the, the season five, which apparently is the final season of this show. And it's been around a while, but if you didn't catch it the first time around, Broad City is hilarious. It's, it's two young comedians, Abby and Alana. I think it's Abby Jacobson and Alana Glazer, their real names. It's a little raunchy. I warn our listeners, I don't think the trailer will be raunchy, but let's take a little listen to the Broad City season five trailer. Jesus, bitch, how do you feel? I feel great. You guys feel great? Great. Holy shit, Walking. Yeah. May I kiss you? Yeah. James is going to come, my friend. Why is the news not covering this 24-7? Look what I brought you. Fresh virgin breast meat. Oh. This is a safe space. Get over yourself. Oh, I'm over myself. She hates herself. No piece of shit, huh? This is a spiritual experience. <laughs> doing with my child yeah, i guess they didn't bleep out the swears all right anyway sorry listeners <laughs> well it's a podcast what are you gonna do so that that final moment in the trailer <laughs> happened when like a lot of comedies they get into a lot of ridiculous situations but they go to the mall and there's the cutest little four-year-old girl there and they start chatting her up and realizes her mom is nowhere around and so they think well we need to do something so they befriend the girl and eventually take her to the security office and then the mom emerges and says what the F are you doing with my child? And immediately begins accusing them of kidnapping and they flee them all on rapidly. So, but it's actually, like I said, it is on the raunchy side, but what's cool is that they're just like two young women sort of trying to make it in New York and they're very positive. They, they spin everything into a positive. So if you need a laugh, Broad City, it's on Hulu. I think all five seasons are on Hulu. So Sandra, we... Thank you for your participation. I hope you had fun this morning. I did. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I mentioned the website. Is that the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yes. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, radnalaw.com, R-A-D-N-A-L-A-W.com. 
and a wonderful person to check out. By the way, we have a lot of common friends, Sandra. You come very highly recommended. And you did not disappoint. You did not disappoint. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. So thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like this podcast, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you want your own show, go to pod617.com to tell us what your big idea is for the next great podcast. And we could be working together before you know it. On behalf of my new friend, Sandra Radna, the most awesomest family lawyer that I know in New York, My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody.